Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 82. Our skill topic for the week is moving. I don't know who came up with this one, but it's. I think we're we're scraping the bottom of the trailer for this. A anyway, uh, what what skill class is moving, Tom? Uh, it's, well, it's three, but would you say it's on three or after three? Like one, two, three, or one, two, three, lift? Oh, you definitely got to lift on three. If it's after three, somebody's going to the chiropractor. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It. definitely on three. And not before. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not before. Can you start bending your knees and kind of leaning in before, or does the whole motion have to start at three? You got to lift on no, three. No, I think... It's the um, it's the transition of kinetic energy to no potential energy to kinetic energy is on three. Okay. So you can do whatever you want before. Okay. So you can warm up yeah. and bounce and kind of get that thing yep. started, but then you have to do that transfer into the box at three. Yeah, I recommend stretching, especially if you're over thirty. Very important to stretch. Idea. Yeah, that's yep. that's more important yep. than anything else because you're going to pull something. Yeah. Also, very important for zombie apocalypse. More important to be limber than it is to be strong. Got to outrun those guys. So you don't want to pull a hamstring. Thanks for that random fun fact. Oh, yeah. It's great. I stretch every night, by the way, just in case you're wondering. On purpose? On purpose? For zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you got to be in shape, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's my... <laughs> well, you got to find your motivation. It's my zombie workout. I stretch and I do. I throw some punches. I look at the katana. I give it a little salute, and then I get in bed every single night. I'm not. I'm not kidding. This is serious. You should really. I, I no. I believe you, but I'm also making fun of you. Uh, <laughs> you should release a DVD, not a not a YouTube video, but an actual DVD uh, of nah, like eight minute zombie. Nah, it's it's like five minutes. It's like five minutes. I did add something oh, new though, uh, which which is well, you could call super it like hard. the ZA the ZA five. So it, it could be a it could be a thing. Zombie apocalypse five. Yeah, yeah so like five it. minute workout in preparation for the zombie apocalypse. Are you guys That's familiar a... with the Chinese squat sit? Is no. that like a Sasquatch? No, a squat That's... squat sit. That's very different than harder oh, okay. to find. Um, so I don't know if there's a, there's a different name for it, but this is the name I know it as. I've seen it online. Uh, if you look at people in China, and sometimes people here that are from China, uh, they won't sit down on the ground. What they do is they squat and spread their oh. legs so that their, their arms are forward and they're perfectly balanced on their feet, but they are completely compacted. Like they're squatted, but balanced. Mm -hmm. And I, I, a couple months back, somebody said that, um, I can't remember what the exact term was. Basically, squatting is a very important part of your fitness. Like, you need to be able to squat. It's a, for, for, They gave a list of reasons, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So at the end of my routine now, after I get done doing everything, I started squatting, doing, like, the Chinese sit squat. And when I first started doing it, it is so hard not to fall over. Like, it, it you wouldn't think, like, you see little kids doing it all the time. But I'm like, I was like, I felt like I was drunk. Like I was like swinging back and forth and you don't have like a lot of room. But I've been doing it for months now. And now it's like, I feel like an old man reading the Sunday paper. I'm just like, nah, yeah, That's squat time. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, sidebar, Tanda. Yeah. 
Did we did we go back to long format or are we still trying to do the short format? I maybe I didn't get the memo. I don't know. I think I think the message was just uh, you know cop a squad because that was some long format sit, material sit that BJ just yeah. shared. Yeah, it has nothing to do with moving. It actually has the opposite to do with moving. It has to do with sitting very still. Well, that's true. Now you're moving your body in preparation for the zombie what? apocalypse. So. Well, I suppose I'm very confused. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back to the short format. Oh, he's he's coming back. Okay, let's see if he throws it to you. Yeah. Do I start the timer when he leaves, or do I yeah, like if PJ <laughs> yeah, nods off? Do does the timer start, or is that? I'm still confused on some I, of this. Let's get. Let's. Oh, there he too. is. There he is. He's back. We've got to start now. All right, we got to get moving, guys. Tom, what is your history and fun facts on moving? Uh, so I looked up, I wanted to look up something like, uh, I went to Italy years ago and, um, we went to the blue grotto, which is like a cave on the, on a cliff face on the Island of Capri, Capri, Capri. And, uh, the, the guy, the guy told us that it's sinking very slowly. So I was like, Oh, let me go look up that fun fact about it moving into the ocean over, you know, it'll probably take another hundred years or something. I couldn't find a thing about it. I, I, I think he was lying. I think he was just trying to, like, I don't know. Maybe he had some political agenda or something. but um, Or maybe some scientist at some point just was said, eh, stopped. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, in the last 10 years. You're like, oh, look at that. Oh, we were, no, we were mistaken. Our, our measurement tool was just sinking yeah. into the ocean. Yeah, I always like fun facts like that, but I... I don't have one for you today, so my apologies. I have a small aside that is just like that, Tom, and this is going back to when I was in high school. You know that there's an electrical current in the human body? Okay. Sure. I wanted to do a report on that, and I researched, I looked everywhere. There is zero information on the electrical current in the human body other than it exists. That's it. There's doesn't can't tell you what voltage it is, how many amps, nothing. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Just a tease. So it's the same thing. You couldn't find any information. Yeah. You know that it's sinking. Zero information. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, Tanda, what about you? You going to save time? Did you do any research? Yeah. Yeah, I'll save time. I'll keep it quick. Uh, our For our listeners <laughs> in save, Europe. Save Tom. I'll save Tom. I'll save Tom and I'll save time by, Tom by time. keeping it quick. Um, so anything we can do, save a little bit of Tom time is good. Um, our European friends are much less likely to just up and move. So the average European in the lifetime moves about four times. The average American moves 11.7 times in their wow. lifetime. So, uh, you know, people like Tom bring the average up, I think, in a lifetime. But, uh, yeah. So Europeans are much now. more likely to just kind of stay put. Yeah, I, I read that, and it got me thinking, you know, okay, there was moving off to college and then there was moving from the dorm room to a house and then moving to another house with a friend and then and moving to the first house we bought and the second and so and it's like man i'm already i'm already over the over the limit possibly if i count moving shops because i've had three four outside shops outside the house or businesses huh. and i've up and moved all my stuff at the time between them so that's my fun fact is uh Europeans on average four times in a lifetime. Americans on average move eleven point seven times in a lifetime. Uh, it's freedom right there. Uh, I just wanted to stir the pot. Sorry. 
I, I don't think <laughs> Europeans are going to appreciate us calling them average, but that's not it's not my it's not my segment. Uh, oh, we're anyway. not calling our listeners average. We're talking about average Europeans and that's, average Americans, not oh, our listeners. They're our not listeners average are in, in any way. Right, way below average. Yeah. We need to make that clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we hired PJ to mar- for our for our Patreon marketing, uh, we we made a mistake. I think. <laughs> I think we made a big mistake. You're just now realizing that. Uh, what have you so, got, PJ? Uh, well, I looked up moving superstitions, but I it was like all superstitions we've already covered before. So I was like, well, I can't do any. That's just like a repeat. I'm not doing that. So then I thought. Let me look up moving horror stories because that seems to be like the thing associated with moving. Um, so I have, I compiled it from several websites. It was several different things. I'm gonna try to make this short, but interesting. Uh, so the first one I got here is called a furniture fluke where um, somebody had bought like a brand new oversized sofa and love seat, but they moved into a Manhattan I'm sorry, a Brooklyn, historic Brooklyn uh, building. And the love seat and sofa did not fit in the building. Like they could not get it in the building. So she had to leave it outside on the, on like the, the sidewalk. Like, cause she couldn't bring it in. And the movers were like, we're not taking it back. So right. she just lost it. And then she had to get like a futon. So that's uh, if you're going to move, make sure stuff fits where you're going. That's, that's something. Uh, then there was one called Just Junk, where somebody moved into a home and the home had been cleaned out, but they opened the garage and the garage was packed to the ceiling with junk. And uh, the guy that owned it had already moved out of state. And he's like, I'm not dealing with it. You deal with it. So they had to call like a, you know, like a dumpster and, and clear everything out. It'd be uh, nice if it was good junk, but... I, well, I probably would have found something useful. That's just me. Um, we've got mover miscalculation. Uh, this is when somebody hired a reputable moving company, but uh, they got there and they couldn't fit everything from the house in their truck. So they're like, well, uh, it's up to you to figure out what to do with the rest of the stuff. We're leaving. Bye. <laughs> and uh, these people had to go from Atlanta to Detroit and they had to quick go rent a U-Haul and a trailer and pack up the rest of the stuff that the movers didn't take. So. Oh, man. Man, that, that kind of sucked. Um, we've got driver delay. If you don't have enough stuff to fill up a truck and some like this, this person, their, their boss was relocating them. So they paid for it and they paid for the cheaper option. And apparently this person was in an apartment, and so all their stuff didn't fill up a truck. So then the guy went and picked up another person's stuff and to fill up the truck so that it was, like, worth the drive. So the person, because they had the lower rate, didn't get their stuff for a week and a half because they didn't pay enough. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's a bizarre thing, but that, that really happens. Mm-hmm. Real-time realities, I don't know who comes up with these names. So these people um, packed up all their stuff, moved, like drove it to the new house and realized that they had forgotten the keys to the new house at the old house and had to drive back. So that's that happens, right? You, you forget no. the smallest thing. Um, 
Happened to me last night. Uh, I went. I went to go live stream an event and took all of my uh, all of my audio equipment that I thought I would need, but not my hotspot. So had had all the ability to live stream local, but no connection. Yeah, it happens. All right, so this one is called Ransom Notice, which I think is probably the most common one that people have heard. Uh, this is when a trucking company takes all your stuff and they refuse to give it to you unless you pay them extra. So, Ooh. yeah, so you you agree to pay like $2,000 and then they're like, we want our stuff. And they're like, oh, you're going to have to cough up another 1000 So that's... I mean, uh, that's <laughs> illegal. You can have it. <laughs> so just, just it is illegal. Yeah. Nah, you can have it. <laughs> you know how big of a problem that is for them to just keep it all? <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. I'll save my 2000 and my 1000 well, awesome. it, it, yeah, right. it is it is illegal. I'll buy, I'll buy $3,000 worth of new stuff. Yeah, right. Um, all right, so uh, then we've got towing on the wild side. This is when um, somebody rented a U-Haul truck and decided to tow their car, but they thought it would be a good idea to go going from Ohio to California to put a cover on the car so that it wouldn't get dirty in transit and right as they got onto the highway which was mostly empty everything started to swerve heavily to one side and they saw that the car was canted on two wheels and what happened was the car cover acted like a sail and tried to literally pull the entire like the car and the the u-haul right off the road so they they stopped and took it off so don't put a car cover on your car if you're going cross country. It's a bad move. Just, just saying, Tom. Just actually, you know. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one's called "Watch Your Step." Uh, I'm gonna skip this because I don't even know. I, I read them all, but I don't remember what this is about. So forget that one. All right. Web of visitors. Uh, these people rented a place, but by the time they got there, it was dark, and they forgot that the electricity was not connected. So they unloaded everything in the dark and then stayed at a motel and then they went back in the morning to kind of unpack things. And when they got there, they found out that the entire house was filled with spiders. Like there was spider webs and spiders all over the ceilings and the walls. And it was so bad they had to call an exterminator and they refused to stay in the house for like a week. So... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, and uh, and apparently they still have nightmares about having uh, spiders all over the place. So that's a don't don't go in the dark is basically what that says. And um, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, oh, we're gonna skip that one. Um, oh, here's one missing table. So these people paid a company to move all their stuff, and they moved. They got everything except for. A family heirloom, which was a Queen Anne dining room table, which was missing. They got the chairs, and they got everything else that went with the table, including like the um, the section that goes in the middle. But they kept asking the company, like, "Where is our stuff?" And the company's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna bring it," and then they never did. Anyway, anyway, that's it. There's more, I but like I, I, I'm not going to bother. That's uh, Those are the horror stories, so be prepared, people. That's all I'm going to say. Be prepared. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. 
last dealer's corner was the townwide yard sale in my town. This week is the townwide yard sale in Tresco, which is the town next to mine. And I've been there several times before, but it's real hit or miss. You don't always get stuff. Sometimes you get good things. Sometimes you get Nathan. First place I went, I got something for free. This guy had a little miniature, like, hockey puck-sized mini fluorescent light, which was kind of weird because it was double-switched. There was a switch on the light, but then there was also a switch on the cord. And mm. from the cord, you could turn it on and off, but if the switch on the light was off, the cord would not turn it on. So it was... <laughs> Like why? Why? Why not just have one switch? What was the point of that? Sounds sounds like somebody got a deal on cords. I think so. Yeah, probably. Um, I got uh, so there's okay. I'm gonna preface this. There's a whole bunch of snowmen that I picked up. All of these are for my stepmother who has a snowman addiction. She collects snowmen, so whenever I see them, I buy them for her, and she gets them for Christmas. So. I got, I don't know how, I didn't write down how many. There's a bunch of snowmen, 750. I think I got like five or six of them. Um, I take a lot of vitamins every day. And um, I got a brand new uh, free vitamin pill organizer. So now I've got uh, three weeks. I could, I could bill out three weeks worth of vitamins and stuff. That's what keeps me sane. I got a another blue yoga mat for two bucks. So they keep going down in price. That was good. I got a brand new in the box snowman cookie jar for two bucks. First tool, I got a 10 inch when random orbit buffer for three bucks in the box with the instructions. So that was kind of good. I like that deal. Hmm. There was a Samsonon slightly bigger than carry on sized suitcase. What did I did I just say Samsonon? Sam I said Samsonon. Let me try that again. Sam Samsonon. Yes. We, we were way off. <laughs> Samsonite you know suitcase. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, my, my brain is not working I'm today. Uh, so I got a Samsonite suitcase that's bigger than a carry-on. It's like a medium size for five bucks. Not because I need a suitcase, but because I keep buying DVDs and Blu-rays, and I figure I'll just shove them in there. And when I'm going to go somewhere with movies, I'll just have them in the suitcase already. And, you know, five bucks was a good deal. Uh, I have I picked up some blue and white floral print material for eight bucks. I don't know how many yards, but I would say if I had to guess, like ten to fifteen yards of material. And this is for a project later. I needed I needed some flowery material, and I went to uh, not Michael's Hobby Lobby uh, during the week, and for one yard of this material, it's. Twelve ninety nine. I paid eight bucks for a whole bag full, so I got a pretty good wow. deal. Um, I got a box or like a, a tray, like a like a laundry basket almost, of brand new empty DVD cases, about maybe thirty or forty of them for five bucks, because I got a lot of loose DVDs because my neighbor keeps burning me DVDs too. I got another five snowmen for four dollars. Uh, this was this was I was thinking of Tony Slip inside. I got a blue fleece sleeping bag for three bucks, and it's uh, the lady said it's basically like a blanket that you can zip up. So it's not heavy duty, but it's probably would be good for like the summertime. It's not gonna keep you too hot. 
Um, okay, this place was cool. So it was a townwide sale, but this lady didn't realize that there was a sale. So she was putting out stuff like real fast, trying to get things out for, for people to buy. And I walked up on her and, I, and, I'm, and she's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, tools. And she's like, oh, I haven't gotten any tools out yet, but I got all my dad's tools here. Let me, let me get them back. And I said, listen, I'll, I'll walk around the street and I'll come back. So I did that. I came back and I got an 80s Craftsman Auto Scroller, scroll saw or jigsaw, a mm-hmm. DeWalt Random Orbit Sander, like a five inch random orbit sander she told me wasn't working. A skill belt sander that she told me also was not working. A Manfrotto tripod that was missing the head. An electric, a Remington electric chainsaw that she told me something was wrong because it was leaking. And then uh, two block planes and a bunch of hand plane parts in a cigar box. So all this stuff. And I'm like, how much? And she goes, uh, seven bucks too much. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like... Seven dollars is the right price. Let me give you some cash. So, to so fast forward, the random orbit sander turned on. The thing that made it broken was she had wore out the Velcro pad. So the so no no sandpaper would stick to it. But I have new Velcro pads that I bought at my discount store that you just peel on and stick on there. And um, and I, I, I that was it. I just I cleaned it and it's for sale now. That was done. Um, the the chainsaw that was leaking, I opened it up and it was so packed with sawdust and garbage. My theory is it was actually just sucking all of the oil out of the reservoir because I couldn't find a leak. Like I couldn't find like nothing was broken. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this was just dirty. But <laughs> that was the whole problem. Um, and then the skill belt sander, I plugged it in, pulled the trigger, nothing happened. So that I got to take apart. I don't know. Could be, could be the trigger, could be something else. But for seven bucks, that was a steal. You know, I was that was the, yeah. probably the oh, best, man. best yeah. bargain. I thought you were gonna say like fifty or twenty-five or you know, seven bucks. Oh, when she said seven, I was surprised. I was, <laughs> I was trying to contain myself. I'm like, yeah, seven sounds reasonable. <laughs> reasonable. Um, you, you should have said, I will pay 10 and no less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that like that old Steve Martin sketch where he's bargaining upwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps raising the price. That's what Tom does. Tom pays more. Um, I would have I handed her 20 and, and walked away. That's what I mean. So uh, yeah. then I went to um, this place that was... Anyway, I got two things. This next place... I got an AMT brand flex shaft tool, corded flex shaft tool, with the foot pedal and uh, some kind of wood burr. But the nice thing is it had forward reverse. And it looks to me like it, it the motor is made by AMT, but the shaft and the handpiece are both, they both look to be Fordham to me. It's not branded, but it looks the same. Uh, the Everything works. Everything works. Mm. It need a little bit of oil. Is that uh, a, is that a rub when you run it backwards? Yes. Does it just rub things? Well, it, <laughs> if you it run can. It, if you run a burr backwards, if, if you run it slow enough, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But um, so I got that. Uh, 
so this was paired with something else. So she had a whole bunch of DVDs. So I went in. Most of the stuff was like war war movies and war documentaries because it was all like her husband's stuff. But she had two gems, which I couldn't pass up. There were two boxed sets of 50 movies each. One was classic sci-fi movies and the other was sci-fi invasion movies. So a hundred sci-fi movies, which I'm sure most of them are horrible. It's probably like the worst of sci-fi. Um, but I got all the movies and the uh, the flex shaft tool. Take a guess. Uh, 20 bucks. 750. <laughs> <laughs> 10 bucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. 10 bucks. I was, I was like, yeah, I'll give you 10. Sure, no problem. That's the sort of that's the sort of thing that if you had a use for it, you could just open them up and dump out all the CDs, and and if you needed the jewel cases for doing backups or whatever, that's worth ten bucks. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Uh, I got the Amazing Spider-Man for a dollar. I got uh, two turkey basters for free because for some reason I always need to suck liquids up out of something in the shop. And I never have anything that can suck the things out. So then I, I end think, up. I like, think we should call this before it gets gets out of control. We have we have young listeners. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I only got like four more things here. Um, you got thirty seconds. Hurry up. I'm trying. You keep interrupting me. I got uh, three serpentine keychains for twenty five cents, which I've been looking for. I got a snowman oven dish for a dollar. I got uh, the fourth season of Game of Thrones, the DVD set for $2. And then I got 12 DVDs and Blu-rays for $12. And that was it. That was that was my my pillaging that's, that's of Tresco. That's a nice haul. And so yeah. super discounted prices. I was very, very pleased with my purchases. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with moving? I uh, I added it up. I have moved nine times before my forties. Oh, you're That's a lot. You're I think. you're a lightweight. Wait till you get to me. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but you're super old. So you, how many before your forties? That's what I want to know. Figure that out while I talk. Uh, we've moved. I've moved a bunch. You know, most of those early ones were like apartment moves. But then we moved to Rochester, New York, which is six hours away, and we moved ourselves because my wife was going to school there. Uh, She wasn't my wife yet. We were doing the boyfriend-girlfriend living together thing, but I made her my wife not long after. And by I, I mean we and mostly her. So um, we moved to Rochester, and she graduated, and the next move was in Illinois, which was much further away. And the company, which was Kraft Foods, the company paid for our move, which was very nice of them. It's just part of the package, right? And we're like, this is cool. They're going to come get all our and take it there. And then we start to like read the fine details. And basically, they're going to pay the moving company $5,000 directly. And then the rest we pay for and get reimbursed. And we look at each other and we're like, oh. We're completely screwed. <laughs> we, we had no money. I mean, we had less than no money, I swear. Um, you know, she's just coming out of school, and 
um, she didn't have student loans because she did a she's a scientist, so she did a PhD program where they paid her a stipend every month or every week or whatever. And um, but like it was nothing; it was no money, and I I made very little money that whole time we were there because um, Rochester and it sucks. And if anybody's from there, you should message me and we'll talk about it. I know you all think it's awesome and you love it. But it's <laughs> <and> I hate it. <laughs> It's not entirely true. I, 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 I made a lot of good friends there. Um, so we got a quote. This is a good story. We got a quote from the moving company for $12,000. What? It's just a quote. What What happens is they come and pick up your and then they go to a weigh station and weigh it. And you pay by the pound. So we're like, oh, we can't do that. So we got rid of everything. I think the only piece of furniture we moved was my mattress. And we just, like, we had free couches, so we put them back on the curb. And we did a garage sale. And we did, like, we just got rid of everything. We moved with such few items this move. And what sucks is they don't give you your stuff until you pay them. And we were just sweating bullets. We didn't know what the number was going to be. We had no way of controlling this, right? And we get there, and again, it's they paid five thousand direct, so it was above that. And the guy basically said, uh, "It's nine hundred bucks." And we're like, "Thank God!" <laughs> like we, I'm when I'm telling you, we barely had nine hundred bucks. We barely had nine hundred bucks. Like we just we were so broke that in that stage. And then, um, because every, the reimbursement takes weeks and then her signing bonus takes weeks and like, we just, and she didn't even start the job yet. So we were, that was a bad situation. Um, but anyways, that was that move. Then we moved back here and again, the company, wait, yes. So the, wait, the company moved us here. We didn't do any of that. I just don't remember it. Oh my gosh. No, I remember some things. The company, uh, it was full, fully covered. Like, 100%, nothing out of pocket. They came and packed our stuff, put it on a truck, and brought it here. Wow. We didn't get, we didn't get rid of <laughs> <laughs> We didn't get, we didn't even, like, go through our paperwork and throw things out. Like, we didn't get rid of a pillow. We, <laughs> we brought everything, and they packed it all up. Um, so that was great. So, uh, so far I have not demonstrated the skill of moving because I haven't done it. Um, but I have done it. And just recently we're talking about this because I'm moving now and I, um, I have moved about 80, 80 to 90% of our house already. We had about a one month overlap where we owned both houses and I wanted to hire movers, but they wouldn't move the big stuff because you need riggers. And they didn't, they wouldn't do it. So I was like, well, if I'm going to move the big stuff, I might as well move the little stuff because that's easier. And that's where I am right now. And tomorrow and Saturday, oh, today's Thursday. Tomorrow and Saturday are the big moving days where everything's going and we're going to sleep up there Saturday night. Sidebar, Tanda? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just realized something. Um, Tom is a spoiled brat. He, he hasn't had to do anything. I mean, right. people just I mean, keep... who's moved that many times and someone else just up and moved them? I, I don't know. I've never heard of anything like this before. It's like a completely foreign concept to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous to just I have got... someone else pay for you move. 
I feel a little disgusted. I got to be honest. It's like, I don't know, something, I feel it's like. It's not really, that's not really moving. That's yeah. just like somebody moved your house and you had to go find where it is now. You didn't really move. You just like, you came home, the stuff was gone, you found out where it was, and then you just started calling that your house and you, you just drove over there. It's like is going this, for a drive more than a move. Sounds like, uh, sounds like geotagging. Isn't that where you got to like uh, go find something that somebody's hid somewhere and with your phone and then you get there and you like leave a little note. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah. it. Yeah, That's what pokey, it sounds like. Pokey Tom, pokey Tom Go, I think. You open yeah. it up, and it tells where Tom where he's at, and then he just goes there, and that's where he lives until somebody moves his stuff again. Huh? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> Next time I move, I'm just going to have Tom, oh, Tom I, move I me. Think, I think Tom's finished directing the movers. He's, okay. he's coming back. Everything get, gets situated, Tom? Yeah, just put that down. Just put it right in, the, in that corner in that room. Thanks. Thanks. I'm sorry. I was distracted. Yeah. What? We saw. We saw. All right. So was that it? Was that everything? I, no, but that's good enough. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, that's a. Uh, if you want to say that's good, Tanda, uh, what what is your personal history so, with moving? So oddly, I've moved. Uh, I, I added it up because I hadn't really thought about it, and uh, and as Tom was talking, I did add it up, and I've moved where I live nine times, and I've moved my shop five times, um, and the unusual thing about it is I didn't move across the country. I didn't move. So from where I grew up to my most distant move is a three-hour drive. Well, no, it's about a four-hour four hour drive within the same state. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even get more than, I didn't even get halfway across the state. Um, it You know, the radius of my moves is only halfway across the state that I grew up and have always lived in. Um, so I've moved a lot of times, but not not any great distance. And uh, I don't have any really crazy moving stories, although I have made every single one of those moves. I, I, a moving company has never been involved. Um, some some of mm. them I borrowed my brother-in-law and sister's horse trailer, packed everything in that, borrowed a truck, drove it to one pla- from one place to another. Um, there were moves in college. When we moved from one house to another, myself and roommates, and we carried most of our stuff because we had little tiny cars. Um, at the time, I was driving a little Nissan 510 hatchback. My friend had a little car, and we literally moved boxes the few blocks between houses, and we carried our couches and stuff. So we just walking down the street with one person on each end of a couch. And then we get tired. We'd sit down and sit on the couch for a little bit. Then we carry it a little bit further. And we just like took the heavy stuff and walked it from one house to the other. And it was, uh, it was maybe two blocks, two or three blocks away. So it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Tanda, I gotta, I'm very curious. Was it hard to fit the stuff in the trailer? Like, did the horse kick anything out or did you, did it just like sit on your stuff? Oh no, the horse was very good, and the floor was really, really soft and pliable. So that was nice. I mean, a little mm. smelly, but yeah, it made it made for a nice cushion for setting all of our stuff in there. But I've, ne- uh, yeah, I've never, little, never tried to move stinky. anything with a horse. That's I was yeah. very curious. All right. Well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've just and you know picking up and moving. You know, I've accumulated bigger and heavier stuff, much like Tom's situation throughout the years, and so it gets a little more difficult. But um, the last couple moves have been really crazy. I moved out of my 
uh, three shops ago was pretty crazy because I was like, lease was up on one shop. I had sold it. I owned the shop I was moving out of and I had started a lease on the shop I was moving into and there was a closing date involved. And I just rented like a 26 foot U-Haul and just me, I went and loaded everything all day, all night, got done at like three in the morning, drove to the other shop, parked it, went to bed, got up, you know, number of hours later and unloaded it. And then most recently I was living up at my dad's before he passed away and drove down to Albuquerque, packed up my shop um, because I was again moving to a new shop that I had purchased. And, uh, you know, and again, there was a, we were closing on the new shop and my lease was gonna be up in the other shop. And so I drove down over a, over a weekend and again, filled a U-Haul twice myself, drove it back and forth between the shops, unloaded stuff and uh, drove back to my dad's. So, but yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to ever moving again. <laughs> PJ, what's your, what's your story? Well, <clears throat> uh, Tom wanted to know how many times I've moved. I added it up before we started. I have moved 17 times. Prison doesn't count. That's not prison. That's involuntary. Not, not counting prison, Tom. If we're counting prison, it's oh, like okay. twenty-seven. Is that prisons or just cell to cell moves? Yeah, cell to cell does for the never count. Yeah. No, I'm talking about changed location. The actual. Oh, uh, okay. different, different. Yeah, I get kicked out of a lot of prisons. They don't. They don't. Can't really hold me on for so long. But anyway, um, not counting prison moves. Seventeen moves. Okay. So from wow. Uh, Moved within New Jersey, where I grew up, um, from Jersey to Memphis, Tennessee, from Memphis, Tennessee to uh, New York, living in Brooklyn, several places in Brooklyn. Uh, then I went and lived out in the Hamptons, where all the rich people are, and now I'm in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> so I have I have traveled, and in all those places, not one single time that I hire anybody to move my stuff. I moved it all myself because I have Fool. a I have a truck <laughs> and I'm a self-starter and I'm just just saying, you know. Listen, to be fair, I never hired a company either. The company hired the company. <laughs> <clears throat> that still counts, Tom. Still counts. Just saying. My brother-in-law and sister right, tell a story about a company move where the company paid and they moved I think it was uh I think it was an uh, an ashtray, and they and they packed it up and moved it just as it was, and put it back on the table, still with you know. I think it I think it had like some ashes. some loose change and some gum stuck to it or something. Yeah. But you know, yeah. and and they put it back on the same table and moved it just as it was. So that's what a company moves like. If okay, so here if this if I was in Tom's position, this is what I would have done. If someone was going to give me five thousand dollars to move i would have taken that five thousand dollars and i would have rented a truck and like the bare minimum i would have drove that myself i would have you know packed up everything myself and i would have kept like half of that money and had like you know a good start out when i got to wherever it is i was going so i did that's what this move is Tom finally learned his lesson. So th- those other moves that wasn't... So, so we've got this invoice from Tom's house of moving. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, so those other moves um, were... We didn't really have a choice. And the whole idea is that they're trying to get you there without interrupting or inconveniencing your life, right? They're like literally like, we want you working. We don't want you moving and thinking about that and doing all that stuff. So they pay for that transition. This move, it was Connecticut to Connecticut. And so it's an hour and a half away. And they just gave us like a, for lack of a better term, a signing bonus, like a moving allowance. And it was just cash in our in our paycheck. Uh, and by our, I mean my wife's. Um, so that was like real money. And unfortunately it wasn't like a ton compared to like the previous moves. Like some of those, I swear one of those moves was like 50 grand. Like it had to have cost the company that much. They paid for closing costs. They paid for all kinds of stuff. So, um, everybody should go be a toxicologist. That's the message here. Uh, but so they, like this time I'm like, I called a bunch of movers and I just started working. And the more I, more trips I made, the less I wanted to hire movers. And now I'm like almost done. And I just like, we're going to be done this weekend. So it just kind of snowballed and I didn't hire movers and kept the money. I mean, I spent thousands to get there, but it's all right. I, I would have bought a trailer. That's, that's how I am. Trailer, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Oh, I've got to move. I've got to spend this money right. on a on a trailer, maybe a hitch. I, I might even need a new truck to go with the trailer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I could have bought a small used truck, uh, <laughs> and then just and under and then normal just sell it, in normal know? times. Yeah, so in as normal long times. as the differential yeah. is less than uh, the three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, then you just buy a truck, use it to move, sell right. it, and sell it. I'm still waiting on Tom to buy the truck. I called it last year. He's going to get one soon. He's out in the country now. He's He's got to own a truck. Oh, yeah. He'll have uh-huh. guns and trucks soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's coming. Anyway, back to the moves. So, never, never. Oh, I thought you were done. No, Tom, you interrupted me. Did you think that I really was that short, that I wasn't going to talk anymore? Well, they didn't, they didn't know. They, didn't, they don't know that you weren't done. You could be done. I'm not done. So I'm trying to say. You keep interrupting me. <laughs> So I'm going to keep talking. So what I was trying to say is out of all the moves, I don't really remember any of them except for one. Um, most of the moves I just put in my truck. Like I just put stuff in my truck. I didn't have a lot of stuff. However, the move from Memphis, Tennessee, when I owned a house, going to Manhattan when I was going to film school was by far the biggest and the craziest. So... I I don't remember the exact circumstances um, leading up to the day. I can't remember that I had packed what I had packed. But what I do remember is my girlfriend was there and her parents showed up and all four of us were packing my entire house into, uh, I don't know how big the truck was. Maybe it was like a 26 foot, like Tanda said. It was a big, you know, big moving truck, big, big box truck. Um, but before that, <laughs> I had my Dodge Ram and I needed to tow the Dodge Ram because she couldn't drive it and, you know, so on and so forth. So I went to the towing company and I'm like, I need to get a car trailer. And they're like, what are you trying to tow? And I'm like, a Dodge Ram 1500. They're like, oh, you can't put that on one of our car dollies. And I'm like, why not? Oh, it weighs too much. No, it doesn't. I've seen them on trailers. But no, you can't do it. Okay. What about a little sedan? What model sedan? Uh, it's a little uh, Sonata. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you could do that. 
Let me rent it for the Sonata. That was my that was my girlfriend's car, which her parents were driving back to Arkansas. So I rented the trailer and then just drove my my Dodge Ram on top of it. And uh, we packed up the main truck. And then when that got full, we packed up the back of my Dodge Ram. Like everything was fully packed. And this this all happened. Okay, so this is this is the craziness of the move. Okay, um, I was working graveyard shift. And then I get done working graveyard shift on Friday, which is my last day. I have to pack everything that day and leave. So Friday, after I've worked a full shift, me and three other people pack up the entire house. Okay, this is a two-bedroom, two-bath house. Packed and a garage full of stuff. That's all packed up. I had to leave stuff because it was getting so late that I, I couldn't, you know, we were tired and we had to go. Um, cause we had a schedule to keep. So then we leave, uh, we're going down, um, the highway and we had to stop for either food or for gas. I can't remember, but I wasn't used to towing something with such a big truck. And I was making a turn into like a, uh, a mall parking lot. And it's one of those ones where they've got like the, the big hilly, um, sort of like topiaries dividing everything. And I accidentally clipped the curb with the trailer that had my truck on it. And it, I clipped it, and then I hear a bang! And I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Mm. <laughs> so we pull into the parking lot, and I don't remember if it was one or if it was both of the tires on one side had popped. And I'm like, Ouch. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Well, no, you know, man, like, we're going to have to borrow a Sonata. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at this point, I'm sweating bullets because the rental company told me not to put the truck on there. And I'm like, oh, man, if they find out, I am screwed. So then um, I'm like, what should we do? And my girlfriend's like, well, doesn't that don't you have insurance? Didn't you get insurance? for the? I'm like, well, yeah. She goes, well, get the paperwork out. So we look at the paperwork and it's like, if anything happens, you have roadside coverage. Call this number. So they call the number. A local tow truck comes out, changes both the tires, and I'm like, um, this doesn't you you're just changing the tires and you're leaving, right? You're not reporting anything to the insurance company, right? And they're like, we don't give a <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, that's all I want to hear. I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Um, so then the rest of the trip went, you know, I like I drove no problems, no tires popped, everything was fine. By the way, the truck was not too heavy. Um, they they insisted that it was over ten thousand pounds. Dodge Ram is uh, I think it's like seventy seven hundred or something like that. <clears throat> anyway, so this is Friday. Um, we get to my mother's on Sunday, unload half the stuff, then Monday go into Manhattan or, or go into Brooklyn. I had already lined up two places to look at to rent. The first place I go to could best be described as a drug den that had bullet holes in the doors. We, we didn't we didn't like that. Uh, the second place was a nice apartment that was a little overpriced that was being rented by a very nice Hasidic Jew man, Jewish man, Hasidic Jewish. I don't know. I, it's, he was a Hasid. Anyway, uh, I'm there. I'm like, I want to rent this place. And he's like, when do you want to move in? And I'm like, tomorrow. He's like, that will never happen. I'm like, it's got to happen because I've got school on Thursday. 
So my mother, who has AAA credit, comes with me the next day, co-signs the apartment. Uh, we move everything in Tuesday. Uh, then we sleep. Wednesday, I have to drive the truck back to New Jersey, then take the, take the train back in to Brooklyn to unpack all my clothes and stuff so that I actually have clothes, and then Thursday go to school to start film school. So that was literally seven days from one state to the next state, moved everything, unpacked everything, found a place to live, and started school. And there was only one friend of mine that said, oh, yeah, you could do it. Everybody else is like, this is a bad idea. You're never going to be able to do it. No one's that crazy. And I'm like, you don't know me very well. <laughs> so other than popping the tires, everything happened exactly the way I planned it. So that's uh, that that's was awesome. that was the craziest move I've ever had. So, I got nothing else to tell you. Well, second turn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial energy loops and stuff. Hi, y'all. This is Edna down at Johnson's Hardware. Yep, that's right. Johnson's Hardware. Everything we sell is Johnson's something. Johnson's Hardware, Johnson's Nails. We got Johnson's Hammer. We've even got Johnson's for our Johnson's. And at Johnson's, we have the Johnson's Maker Mover Metal Moving Boxes. They'll eliminate all of your problems with any cardboard, flippy, flappy, crumply boxes that get all messed up. These durable sheet metal boxes you can use for a lifetime. Boxes come in all sizes. They have a large box. You can stack a medium box on top of it, and then there are ever smaller boxes all the way up. And you can put big things in the big boxes, and all of those little really things that you keep around that you don't know what to do that get tucked under the box lids and the flaps of those cardboard boxes, you can put them in the small compartments of the Johnson's Maker Mover Metal Boxes. If you buy these boxes, please be aware there are a few warnings. Empty compartments may result in unnecessary tool purchases and justifications. Boxes on the move may result in squashed toes. That's right, sometimes these get loaded up so heavy, but unlike a box of encyclopedias, these have casters for easy moving and rolling up ramps into moving trucks. Prices of these boxes compared to cardboard boxes may result in spousal ranting. However, this has a sub-warning. The sheer utility of these boxes can result in selective hearing loss. You'll find our Johnson's Maker Mover metal moving boxes in our toolbox aisle. You'll find us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. It's time for crossbreeding. Tom, what skill goes yep. well with moving? Friendship. It, well, yeah, you do have to have skills to make friends. That's true. I can't, mm. I can't, I can't. No, friendship's or, a skill. Friendship itself is not a skill. Making friends is a skill. All right, fair enough. Um, ordering pizza. I already gave it to you, Tom. Why are you giving me a second one? Oh, oh, I was prepared. Oh, I was over. I, I like this short format. I'm going to say buying beer. Ooh. Buying beer is not a skill. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You gotta get your ID out. There's so many things you gotta do. You yes. don't want to buy really expensive beer. 
But then again, you don't want to buy super cheap clearly, beer because that's clearly, going to directly relate to the yeah, quality of clearly movers Clearly, this is just get. a skill you don't have, PJ. Okay. You don't have the skill, it, so you don't understand it. If you had a high-profile boss or a dinner party and you had to buy the right kind of wine, that would be a skill. Buying beer, not a skill. What? No. Yeah. Wrong. It's a skill. It's a skill. Okay, how does buying beer go with moving? That's one of the you cheapest. That's one of the cheapest ways to move things. You. You'd be amazed <laughs> at, at the support you can get with pizza and beer. Yeah, quite, quite exactly. I mean, do you I think those friendship. companies that moved Tom and his wife all those times, like, actually then paid the movers in cash? No. Yeah. All of those giant actually, moving actually, companies were all paid in pizza and beer. Five thousand dollars of pizza and beer. And, oh yeah, and yeah. The big games. companies, the big companies, they they do it up good. You don't see it, but on payday, man. Well, I I got to be honest, I've never. That's hired all one, movers so work I'm, for. I I don't really know. Yeah. I've never done it before. It's the currency of movers. All right, I'll have to take your word. PJ, for what's it. what's yours, PJ? Driving. That's not a skill. It is a skill. If you, can't, if you can't drive, you can crash everything. You're going to lose all your I stuff. Hear, I didn't even hear your answer. I didn't even hear your answer. I just shouted, that's not a skill. What was it, driving? Driving. Yeah. Oh, that's not a skill. Oh, yeah? Why don't you talk to one of those Formula One race car drivers and see what they say? Oh, don't hire them. Well, there's a lot you. of people. Don't hire a Formula One There's a race lot of people out there. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that drive and do not have the skill of driving. So, I agree. not a skill. I agree. That's just like there's a lot of people out there that write stuff that are not skilled writers. Yeah, you could do it badly, but it's still a skill. Mm. Mm. We should do a skill with a negative number one day. Haven't we already done that? No, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sticking with driving. We should do a number with a negative skill? A, a number? Yes. We should uh, do a number of negative skills. <laughs> I think we, we've, we've done a number of negative you cut, skills. You can cut this a minute and a half ago. Oh, that was a three-minute segment that makes up for PJ's ranting. I wasn't ranting. Hey, fellas, it's uh, till time. Tom wanted us to build the ultimate mover maker trailer. And yes. when he said that, I'm like, I'm all in. Let's do it. I want to. I want to do it. So mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is this is a realistic trailer that we could actually the three of us could make. And I got to tell you, my first, my first push, like the first thing I want in there, is a collapsible crane, or Why? or mm. a or a or a foldable crane. I want I want a crane that you could somehow like it. You can you can make it compact, but then now, it, is this like it, a whooping crane or a, just any crane? Oh, you could mm-hmm. you could get a whooping crane easy. And I'm talking or about are we one talking that, origami? No, one that'll lift a stuff. Folding whooping crane. Uh, something yeah. that'll you know what i want yeah what i want like one of those one of those tree haulers that like picks up like a 15 foot length of tree and just throws it in the back i want one of those oh there you go that's kind of like kind of like a crane machines with and throw it yeah. in there yeah there's a name for that yeah. but Matt Carmona is probably the only one that knows <laughs> i'm gonna google like it you mean like gen, uh, like gen no, so, all right, hold on. on the back of the trailer to, to lift things on with gin poles? Or? The, the big arch. It's a big arch. Yeah. That you, 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 that you you run your uh, your cable through, mm-hmm. and you... Uh, well, no, you don't run the cable through. There's a chain on the arch, 
that you attach to whatever the heavy thing is, and then you have your winch hooked up to the arch, and then it just you just it's like gin poles. Yeah, yeah, it's a similar concept. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like the trucks that have a giant crane. The guy sits on top of the truck, and it oh, like yeah, yeah. extends out over the mm-hmm. the dump of the dump bed oh. grabs a freaking tree and like puts it in there. I want one that big. Yeah. You're thinking way too small, bro. They use, oh. use similar things for like septic tanks. Yeah. No, but realistically, I do want a Cremona lift is the name. Oh, I he's small. Use. You wouldn't need much of a lift. <laughs> I, 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 we should, we should was, back up, back up. I laughed harder than I should have. Back up, Tom. Yeah. How big is this trailer that we're making? That's my question. So part of me thinks the trailer should hold sheet goods laid down at the most. So like maybe extend that to 10 by five, but more like nine by five. Is five. It doesn't need to be very big. Five is the maximum width. No, but five is you, you want, I want the smallest trailer that does the most. Mm. Like I had right now I have a 16 foot trailer and it is Stupid big. What about it's those? Too big. What about those trailers that are for moving equipment and stuff that kind of like that that squat down like nearly well, to yeah, the ground? The, those would be nice. There is an answer to this question. It's called air tow. Go look up air tow, and you'll never want to buy a different trailer in your life. But at the same time, you can't afford one. Oh yeah, like, they're so expensive. But they they lower to the ground, and you can pallet jack something onto it. Right. Like it's. Those are freaking I mean, awesome. Maybe we, so maybe we should go with our earlier answer and just, uh, you know, integrate some features like you see people put toolboxes, like truck toolboxes at the front of a trailer. Mm-hmm. We could make mm-hmm. one of those, but but line it as a beer cooler. And then we could put a pizza oven on yeah. the other side. So you could just, Ooh. like, get there and immediately when you're done unpacking. Because you don't want to give people pizza and beer before you oh, start so you moving. Can just... You could just move provide your own pizza. The trailer's all done, and then boom, you pop open the toolbox on the trailer, and you've got a brick oven pizza on one side and beer on the other. And then the next That's time you need idea. to move, people would remember that and they'd help you. Yeah. I, I got so this is something that I've wanted uh, because I've been thinking about moving my tools. Um, I, you guys have, have basically cornered me. I have to go to Maker Camp this year, and I've got to bring a bunch of tools to sell. And I was thinking about putting my tools on a trailer and how would I be able to strap down multiple tools? And I was thinking if the floor of the trailer had a bunch of holes in it, like mm-hmm. a like a welding table, that you could put those little mm-hmm. securing knobs in and then just strap <clears throat> all the tools down at the base where they're connected to the floor, that would be very handy. And I've never seen anything like that. Have you guys seen that before? You have an no, expanded metal, expanded metal trailers, and then you could just lash things to the floor. But I haven't seen people hauling something like like individual tools just lashed to a trailer. Oh, expanded! Tra- I wouldn't. We we used to, to have an expanded metal, metal trailer, trailer, and uh, you would tie down right to the netting. Well, I mean, it was really heavy expanded metal that we used to haul our mm. backhoe with, and I don't know that we. I mean, it was just handy if you had something like, um, you know, cords or the ends of chains or something like that that you just wanted to bungee yeah. out of the way. It wasn't like we strapped heavy stuff to the expanded metal. That was all like cha- right. chain and boomer. I've I've never just trusted floor, that stuff. <clears throat> I just want the floor to have like tracks 
run the entire length in multiple positions. Four or five tracks is plenty and and definitely overkill, but it's nice to just have a hold down exactly where you want it. Right. Like giant T-track. Mm-hmm. Trailers, yeah, trailers with slots on the side, like a U-channel on the sides where you can slide boards in. That's that's a handy feature. Oh, yeah. You just unbolt, for, unbolt for the back. And, uh, well, like for the floor of the trailer, if it's just uh, has U-channels that you can slide two-bys in, then you just slide them in, put linseed oil on, whatever, to make your trailer floor. And then, like, mm-hmm. two or three years later, it's all chewed up and it's got spills on it and everything. You just take the back off and you slide all the boards out. They just slide out. Mm. You slide new ones in. Is that a thing? You put the back. I don't know. That's how we did trailers. Um, really? And and then it's just handy because they get, they get beat up and you haul stuff and they get all barked up and, and a mess. And then when the boards get worn out, or even if just one board gets damaged, you slide mm-hmm. the boards out of the U-channel. Slide a new set of them in that are all just cut to the right. I was just going to throw out my trailer when it got to that point. Yeah, well, you could do that too. I mean, is is, okay. So this brings up a good question: Is it better to have a wood floor or a metal floor? Wood. Wood's easier on things. I mean, a metal floor. (laughs) Things slide on a metal floor. That's a problem. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it it might be easier yeah, to slide nice something up onto it, it, but it also makes it hard to keep things from sliding around in transit. Mm. Right. Yeah. So I have a wood I have a wood deck, and you, the winch will drag a bridge port right onto that thing, and it won't even like it doesn't care that it's wood, and it'll chew the wood up a little bit, but um, really not that bad. It's the crowbar that I use to like lift a machine onto a pipe that really digs into the wood, especially when the wood is wet. And I just have to be a little more careful with that. But these are like two by eights, two by sixes. I got a good thing. I I just was trying to think of like features and ideas. What if you had throughout the length of the trailer, they'd have to be, you know, directional. But what if you had retractable uh, roller bearings? where you could pop them up and then roll the thing into mm-hmm. place and then drop them down and then it's on wood. Yeah, like ball tra- mm-hmm. ball transfers. I think they call those yeah. if you integrate them into stuff and you could have them that that rose up out of the bed, you could roll something on and then drop them down. That'd, that'd be, be cool. Kinda, that'd be kind of cool. cool. No pipes needed, yeah, Tom. That'd be cool. Yeah, you just slide it right, right on out. Right. What about a what about a enclosed trailer that utilized like airbags? So, like, you can just throw all your in there, but then there's, like, 3,000 airbags that inflate and just, like, put pressure on the entire load and fill the cavity of the air tra- of the trailer. Oh, I, yeah. So, everything is just kind of locked into place? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, like it's just got to be a Like, thing. it has a big bag in the top, and you, you right. load it all up, and then you just inflate the bag, and it, it wraps around everything inside the trailer. Like a vacuum and, sealer, but the opposite. Yeah, like it just it's pressurized to just push down against everything and hold it in place. And then when you get there, it's just. What about like, what if it just fills with like foam, but it's like water soluble and you can just spray it down later? Well, I don't Clearly know if you I'm want to spray all your stuff bridge ports. Well, it's just for bridge ports. Yeah, That's okay. a very specific use case. <laughs> I think that you can tell it, exactly where my mind is by the ideas that I come up with. It, you just, you just encompass cool. your your bridge port in foam, and then you can just float it. 
you can lift it by yeah. by just buoyancy. The the airbag idea sounds cool, Tom, but my immediate thought was everything's going to get knocked over. You just because you can't see it and you can't what control if, it. What if you just had a bunch of bags and you could like fill them like it was more methodical and you could like fill them up and throw them into places and it just trapped everything together. It's plausible. It would take forever, I think. You just take like yeah. a little chemical packet in them, and then yeah. it, and then you have like ten minutes before they start expanding. Or you like yeah, or you fill the entire place with like yeah, you fill the entire place with like ping pong balls. You know, you just like you close it up and then you inject ping pong balls into the entire place. Have you used those packing and, uh, bags that are like the chemically activated foam, and you oh, put it in? And, oh, and then it fills you out can't the rest buy those, of the box. Can you? Can you buy those? Oh, yeah, I, I have. I thought I there have was a, a special machine that made those. Um, no, this is this is a yeah, like a chemical foam thing where it, uh, um, you you break a chemical in it, you like twist it in the bag, and then within yeah. the bag it creates a foam block that surrounds whatever it is that you're. Um, you know, in there with the box. And so you open up the box Instapack. and you have, yep, Instapack uh, is a brand. Um, Instapack with a K. Yep. Uh, no C. Instapack has a K. Instapack without a C. <laughs> that the stuff that, I like that it. gets I think cold. we came up with some good ideas. I think we got some good solutions. All, all uh, of which are already existing. I, I, I think we uh, yeah, I I think know. <laughs> we just uh, recanted a number of things that are already out there. Except for maybe, Not a sponsor. maybe ball transfers on a trailer. But that's probably out yeah. there. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do some ball research and get back to you. Fellas, I'm not cleaning up all these tools. All right, it's time for short and sweet. Tom, you got anything to wrap up the show? No, I'm moving. And um, if you're in the area, come help me set up the shop. You can do something. It'd be great. Okay. Tom, Tom needs some, some laborers. Oh my gosh, I need help. <clears throat> I do have some. I, do, I have had a lot of help. Jake Minos and um, Jeff Shaw and... I think Matt. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on. See Matt Make. What's his last name? Oh my gosh, Matt Odell. Odell. Oh my gosh, Matt. I'm sorry. Matt Odell is going to come up, maybe in a few weekends, and uh, spend the weekend and help me get some stuff done, which is really cool. So. Oh yeah, after you're Lots after you've already moved, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to be like set up. So he no, actually he actually was going to come like next weekend. I was like, no, my mother's going to be there. It's not going to work well so uh him and my mother don't get along so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um so i I just pushed him off because i already have help like that's kind of the idea and we're going to be setting up the house more than the shop i don't have time to do the shop yet that'll come in time and uh there'll be plenty to do so it'll be great all right all right fine i'll accept your excuse tanda what about you you got anything to wrap up the show (laughs) Oh, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll keep it short. Just shout out to Tom's mom for being suspicious of Matt. <laughs> yeah, she's a smart lady. I've, I've met Matt several times. So I'm just saying. 
Yeah. It's all right. My mom doesn't listen to the show. Oh, and shout out for PJ to committing to uh, Maker's Camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, yes. We've got to get that. We've got that to get that have, in the recording. That means again. I have to go now. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's good. That, shout out the fact that you bullied me. That's fine. I, I don't care. After so, bullying him last year, I'm, I kind of committed to be there this year. So, okay, I have tickets. So I, I have, maybe I have already. I haven't bought my tickets yet. I, I got to be honest. Them. I got to be honest. I'm not happy. I, not happy. Okay, there is no description for the tickets where you buy them, and I sent a message to whoever is running the the, the Maker's Camp um, <clears throat> Instagram, I said, what does the silver ticket get me? The silver pass? Never replied. I'm like, you that's not cool. Did you contact mm. the resort? I mean, I, if you go to Catskill Maker Camp and go to their website, I think it has everything on there. No, on the website, it doesn't say what the tickets, what you get with the tickets. It doesn't say it on the website, and it doesn't say it on the Eventbrite. It just says, there are tickets. Here's what they're called, and here's the prices. It doesn't tell, I mean, other than like the one says day pass, obviously that's a day pass. Right. But yeah, but, the silver, the silver pass, you get a bracelet and it's silver. And that, then if you get the gold <laughs> pass, you get like a little wristband, but it's gold. So uh, yeah, ooh, that's that the, clears that's, everything up. Yeah. I, I believe, I mean, double check me on this, but I believe the gold pass includes lodging. The silver pass includes meals and all the events and doing stuff with makers, um, but no lodging. Yeah. And I may be mistaken on the meals because the silver pass you may have to pay for a certain number of your own meals. But uh, I got the silver. I got the silver pass. Took my tent. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I'm probably going to have to camp right next to the truck with all the tools so that you know nobody comes and raids them in the middle of the night, and I have to find them and murder them in their sleep. Anyway, you, no one, no one's going to sleep. I will. We're, be we're still going to be up talking at night. Okay, uh, uh, correction. I will go murder people that are talking so that I can sleep, and then I can get up the next day and sell tools. That's uh, anyway. Um, I don't even know where I was going with all this. Um, I I have I I did I did a, a post during the week, um, some point about the five, uh, six Holdenators. I have six models of Holdenators, but today uh, I told Tan Tan Tap 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 Tap. I told Tanda and Tom about number seven, which has not been released to anybody yet. Nobody knows what it looks like. Uh, there are these one ounce, they're squeezy bottles is what I call them, but they have a little um, metal hypodermic, like a screw on hypodermic applicator. And you can put oil or acetone or any kind of little liquids in there. You just need to have on the spot. I have several of them, but I didn't have anything to hold them, so I designed a holdinator that will hold three. But then after the fact, I thought, I should make a single and a double, because maybe you just need one bottle that's magneted to your drill press, and that's your oil bottle for oiling, you know, when you're drilling holes. So uh, this is, I don't know if you consider it one product or three products, but there will be uh, squeezy bottle holdinators coming out soon. Uh, and hopefully I can come up with a few more holdenators. Maybe I can get up to 10 before I actually start selling them. Um, that's it. That's that's my short and sweet. Uh, I do want to thank our Patreon supporters, our top Patreon supporters, our Tanda and Creator Nader, who Creator Nader, by the way, told me I should start my own Instagram because Instagram was giving us such a hard time with the Maker Skills account, which was half 
halfway active three days ago. And by halfway, I mean it was no longer gone, but I couldn't post anything until yeah, today. The, the, problem, the problem is, uh, the maker, the podcast is only two years old, so technically it can't really have an Instagram account until it's 18. So it could, could be 16 years before we can have an account. Uh, so <clears throat> funny you should say that. Um, in order to get the account up and going, I had to send them a picture of my driver's license. Okay, that's that's what got it activated like two days ago. But then today, okay, I'm trying to go and check the page and it's like flipping out. Like it's just like it's scrolling. It's constantly trying to refresh and it's flashing like the whole I'm like, it's like it's possessed. And I'm like, what is going on? And then finally it says, what is your birthday? And I put in the birthday. Please give your age in numbers. I gave my age. Is this your real birthday? <laughs> what is the, You already have my driver's license. So anyway. Really suspicious of this yeah. podcast being old enough to have an Instagram account. It, it, the bottom line is it is it is up as of right now, which is Thursday. And uh, I should be able to put up last week's episode. Oh, for, you know. <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.